0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rambling with Ryu. I'm Bean. And I'm Nancy. So today we're going to talk to a couple of our volunteers who've been volunteering with Ryu for a while and just listen to their stories and get their perspective on what it's like to be a volunteer. So we'd like to welcome Justina Camello and Simran Graywall. Welcome, you guys. Hi. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So we'll just uh, get you guys to introduce yourselves a little bit. So Justina, we'll start with you.
1: Awesome. So my name is Justina. Uh, I'm currently in my fourth and my final year of my Bachelor of Kinesiology at the University of Alberta. And my major is in Adaptive Physical Activity, which is something I'm incredibly passionate about. And I think everyone should have access and opportunities to participate in exercise and physical activity, no matter what their abilities are. So I'm super happy that I'm learning all about that in school. My goal is to complete my Master's in Occupational Therapy once I'm done my undergrad. And other than being a student, I also work four different jobs. So I work as a swimming instructor at the city of Edmonton, and I work as a physiotherapist assistant in active physio works. And then this summer, I just started two new jobs as well. So I work as an adapted physical activity instructor at the Stebert Center, as well as a personal trainer at Crunch Fitness. So I'm pretty busy. I have lots of things going on. And when I'm not doing any of that, I love to spend time outside. I love hiking and camping. Or in the winter, I love to snowboard. Um, and yeah, just spending time outside is what I like to do when I have time, I guess.
0: Cool. Yeah,
1: you sound like a busy lady. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> cool. Sim?
2: Hi, my name is Simran. I'm in my third year of immunology at the University of Alberta. That's a specialization in immunology. I've had a pretty interesting university career bouncing around between specializations and stuff, but that's all under the water under the bridge at this point. <laughs> I work one job. Where I work as a swimming instructor for Sherwood Park, and yeah, I don't I, really. I kind of hop around, do quite a few things. I, I volunteer with Rayu, obviously. I work as a swim instructor. I train lifeguards, uh, and I just went camping for the first time in Banff. So. Oh sweet. Yeah, it, it was it was like bougie camping though. It was uh, it was like in the trailer and everything. You know, no, no tents. I don't know if you count it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I count. Cool. Well, we're really excited to have you guys here. And we really wanted to talk to you guys about your experience and just, you know, get your perspective on being a volunteer. Because, I mean, Nancy and I are a little biased about (laughs) what we think of you. (laughs) (laughs) But so how did you guys hear about us? Justina, why don't we go start with you?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I remember it was in my first year of university. It was during Christmas break. I remember I got like one of those automatic school emails or whatever. Um, that usually I never really pay much attention to, but I was like, okay, I have no schoolwork. I'll give it a read. So I remember at the very bottom of it, there was just a link to the ReU website. So I clicked on the link and I was kind of reading through the website and I was like, wow, this sounds like an awesome organization. Like I want to be a part of it. And then I was just kind of browsing through and I saw they had a volunteer application. So I was like, that would be the perfect way to kind of get more involved with it, learn more about it. So then, yeah, I started volunteering. It was in January of 2018.
3: Yeah, that was about, what, six months after we'd opened,
2: I think.
1: Yeah. Cool. And Sam, how did you hear about us?
2: So uh, my girlfriend works with Nancy at the Kinsman Sports Centre. Yeah, life, Lifeguard Buddies. <laughs> hey, Lifeguard Buddies. So uh, she had heard about it, and we had both been looking for some place to apply ourselves and give back. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to uh, apply together to volunteer with Rayu and uh, haven't looked back since.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So did you guys have any expectations of when you were coming in to volunteer? Like, did you have any ideas of what it would be like? Sam, let's start with you.
2: Yeah. So whenever I try to volunteer, whenever I go to like a volunteer new place, I'm always like really nervous and tense. I'm always like, oh, what's going to happen? What do I have to do? I don't know. I I, I felt like I was going to be like, you always feel like you're going to be thrown off the deep end because you assume the worst, right? (laughs) But that's not what happened, obviously. Like it it was the first day was a very nice, cool training session. Yeah, it really, it really eased a lot of the nervousness I had.
1: And Justina, did you have any expectations when you were coming in? I definitely agree. Like it was a little bit nerve wracking, just not sure what to expect or anything. But I do remember when I was doing my volunteer orientation, I remember me and Nancy, we were walking Bean and I remember thinking like, oh, this is like a super unique movement. I've never done anything like this before. So I was kind of expecting that I would just be kind of thrown into walking people all the time, every shift, like no breaks. So I was kind of (laughs) expecting like the worst, I guess, with that. But obviously, whenever we walk people, like we just take breaks and rotate through. And I wasn't just thrown into it right away. Like I was always just helping out first. But I guess I was just expecting, I was like nervous that I was expecting just to be walking and like thrown into it right away. So I I wasn't like that at all, which I'm glad for. But (laughs) I guess that's kind of what I was expecting.
0: I guess that's normal to have that fear of the unknown, and like as humans, we do always like assume the worst, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, situation, yeah. Situation unconsciously, but I'm glad it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think too because we're there's no other organization or facility like us in Edmonton. You had nothing to compare it to as well, which yeah. probably leads exactly. to that little bit of like fear and anxiety because that you have no concept of what it's going to be like.
1: Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yes.
0: Cool. So, what do you like most about volunteering at Ryu,
1: Justina? Yeah, I would say my favorite part about volunteering at Ryu is just being able to meet all of the amazing clients and being a part of such an inclusive and welcoming community that I feel is a part of Ryu. Mm -hmm. Uh, And everyone just kind of treated like people and like humans. And I just have so much respect for like the center itself. And I feel like every time I volunteer, I'm learning so much and not just like from the trainers and from Nancy and Bean, I feel like I'm also learning so much from the clients themselves. And I just love how hands-on it is. And we're kind of right in there, helping the clients as as much as we can, working with the trainers kind of directly which I feel like helps me to learn even more as well. So I think those are kind of my favorite parts of volunteering at Ryu. Awesome. I love that. Sim?
2: For me, it's the, my favorite part of volunteering with Ryu is definitely the people, whether it be the trainers, the clients, everybody, because it's such a nice positive environment that, like, it doesn't really feel like working that way. hmm And then more than that, you are invited to go with someone on like a really personal journey that has incredibly positive outcomes and you're there to witness it firsthand. And I think that is invaluable and something very unique about volunteering with Rayu.
0: I really like that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, like Nancy and I both wanted everybody who comes into our facility to learn and to grow. And that's, you know, volunteers, staff, clients, everybody. And we've always wanted to make a truly inclusive environment and to make people feel safe and not judged and where they can just be themselves. And, you know, we've had quite a few clients actually tell us, like, thank you for treating me like a human. And as, as heartwarming as that is, it's also really sad because it's like you know how they're being treated in the rest of society, right? And it's really important to us to really convey to our volunteers, to our staff, and to everybody, inclusivity and like we talk about disability etiquette very at the very first day at the very at the volunteer orientation because it's something that's so important. And you know, as people who want to volunteer at our center, usually everybody's super open and very inclusive. But we all have this programming from society that sometimes the stigmas can come out and we don't even know that they're there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to like, talk about these things. And um, it's, you know, what we really enjoy about having volunteers is being able to see that joy on like your guys' faces, right? When you get to see something and you get to witness a milestone and like, just change that perception of people with a disability and what neurologic conditions
3: are. Yeah, so now going off of that, has volunteering at Ryu changed your outlook or perspective, or challenged any of your preconceived notions about disability? So, Justina, we'll go to you first.
1: Yeah, I would 100% say that like Ryu has definitely like changed my perspective and outlook on people with disability. I know like in my classes we always learn that you always put the person before the disability, which I think is so incredibly important. And I think Ryu has kind of emphasized that and really made me understand even more the importance of it and that people are just people like that's what they are. Um, and another thing that kind of Ryu changed my perspective on is definitely the accessibility of spaces. I remember one time Bean had me writing down all the phone numbers of all the snow removal companies in Edmonton because she wanted to call them and kind of educate and inform them about the importance of of snow removal and how important it is for people who use a wheelchair out on the street and then how like how are they going to move through snow like it's literally impossible so it changed my perspective on that because I never really thought about the importance of kind of removing snow from like the curb cuts or in wheelchair accessible parking stalls I never really considered that but then after being a part of Ryu it was like wow like that's so important and it's like little things that people don't really always notice Ryu kind of brings that to light And even, for example, like at the U of A, one of the buildings, um, there's this big giant ramp kind of leading to the exit doors. And then right at the exit doors, there's also like three steps to get out the door. So, I mean, they're trying to make it accessible, but there's still a long way to go because U.S. you have a ramp. But if there's still stairs, it's still not accessible to everyone. And even things like playgrounds with sand or like tall structures that you can only access by like a ladder. It just makes it super hard to have such an inclusive city, I guess, when so many things are inaccessible to so many different people. So I think, yeah, volunteering at Ryu has kind of made my perspective on that change and kind of be more aware of the things that kind of aren't as accessible as they should be.
3: Mm -hmm. And Sim?
2: So my preconceived notions of disability have uh, really been challenged by the unique perspective from the other side, if that makes sense as someone who doesn't have any particular disabilities, when I hear that there are structural challenges to people who have disabilities, you take, you take that, but you don't really understand it. But when you volunteer at Rayu, some you learn, I learned mm-hmm. that like, uh, the way that is treated by Alberta health services, the way certain even public buildings are not accessible, it becomes very real. And, very, and something you very much notice more often. So like every time I go into a building, I'm like, yeah, there is no ramp here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: a lot of people just can't get in this building. They can't do anything they need to do in this building. So the structural disadvantages for people who have disabilities very much become something that is on the forefront of my mind and something I notice at, after volunteering with RayU.
0: That's good because that's what we want, right? We want people to start being more not only self-aware but aware of their surroundings. And as volunteers, I mean, you guys are just regular civilians, right? Able-bodied yeah. people that yeah. in and you know might have some experience within the disability world, um, but you're not like enveloped in it. And so, we really want to we really want people to challenge what they know. And to really push the boundaries and to speak up, not only for themselves, but for people around them, right? And so we just love seeing that with all of our volunteers. And, you know, like how you guys have said that you've noticing other buildings that are not accessible and stuff. This is something we hear all the time. And we love that people are actually speaking up. We are changing the perspectives and uh, preconceived notions that people have. Mm-hmm.
3: So go a tiny bit off script here, but is there anything that really surprised you about volunteering at Ryu? Justina.
1: I would say something that probably just surprised me is how open everyone is about kind of talking about their disability and they're just kind of very willing to share their experiences. So I'm really thankful for that, that people are willing to open up about that and stuff. But I wasn't really expecting that, I guess. So I'm very thankful for that part of the experience.
3: Mm-hmm. And how do you feel like that's added to the experience for you?
1: I feel like it kind of just teaches me that like the person with the disability is the expert and they have so much knowledge about themselves and it's so easy just to learn from that and learn that they are, they are like important still. They are still a human and they just have something a little bit different. But that's nothing, that's not not a problem at all. So I think it's kind of just opened my eyes a little bit more just to realize that everyone is just a person in the end.
3: Mm -hmm. Awesome. And Sim, is there anything that surprised you about volunteering with Ryu?
2: And kind of in a different vein, I really, uh, I was surprised by how hands on it was, how I got to really like participate in the recovery process. I was really surprised by like how engaged you were as a volunteer, it wasn't just a standby thing like you you felt like you got to know everyone involved yeah it was it was very it's uh it's a very interesting experience in that way
0: Mhm that's awesome. that's what we wanted. We wanted our volunteers to be hands on we want everybody like i said whoever is coming to our building, we want them to learn and grow, and we find the best way and even like to get rid of the stigma is to you know throw you guys in there and be like, yeah, you're going to work out with this person. You're going to help transfer them. You're going to help spot them and um, build that connection, right? Because it helps our clients as well. It helps our clients being around able-bodied people and young students and being able to be themselves and, you know, share their stories and stuff. But it, it helps them to really be themselves around, you know, quote unquote, normal citizens. Because oftentimes, a lot of people with disabilities are isolated and only around their family members or caregivers. And so they don't really get that interaction. So that's been really important for us.
3: So now let's talk about any specific moments that stand out to you guys when you're interacting with clients. So any like milestones that stand out to you or parts of the workout that stand out to you? Sim.
2: Yeah. So in terms of milestones, it's, it's kind of difficult because it's such a slow and progressive process To like notice any particular one thing for example like when uh when i was volunteering i think it was on wednesdays i was we were walking gordon every day and like you could tell his stride was becoming much smoother he was supporting most of his own weight on his stride and that that was something that it wasn't a particular milestone but it was definitely progress that was very real in terms of milestone however when he was able to raise his uh i think it was right arm Mm-hmm. for For the first time independently that was that was really huge and uh, it was a very special moment to share with everyone involved and I really like that.
3: Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a bad terminology and talking talking about milestones but like the little things we call them inch stones so it's there's a reason to celebrate everything so progress is seen through everything so I mean milestones that's just something people usually focus on and have the bigger memories for but the little stuff is super important as well. Absolutely. And Justina.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've definitely seen so many like little things, which I guess I would consider a milestone, like even being able to just like wiggle your toes after not being able to like, I think that's a huge accomplishment. Um, And one thing that really stands out to me, I would say would be Sandra. I remember on her very first day on her assessment day, I was volunteering It was back at the old location. And I remember Mm -hmm. her on that day, she wasn't able to transfer by herself or anything. And she didn't really have that much core strength. And then I feel like because I only see her once a week, so I kind of, I don't really see her all the time. So I feel like this would be maybe harder for her to see, but not too long after that, like she was transferring by herself. She had so much more core strength. She could sit up straighter, taller. So I feel like for me kind of being someone that only, who doesn't see her as often as she sees herself, I was able to really like recognize that, wow, like you're able to transfer by yourself now. Like that's incredible. Like such an accomplishment. And I feel like she probably didn't really even consider that as an accomplishment for herself. But yeah, I think that was, that's definitely like the thing that stands out the most to me for sure.
0: Yeah, we definitely are our own worst critics and we're as, as North Americans, we're really good at minimizing our accomplishments and just being like, oh, well, I could have done this better. This could have been better. And I could have achieved more. Right. But I love that you said that, you know, that is a huge milestone. And, you know, we love celebrating those little small victories as well as the big victories. That's why we have an achievement board at our facility. And that's where we get to write everybody's big and small victories on the board. And it just really gives them the validation and like, you know, makes it real. Right. Because I mean, verbally when we celebrate something, it's one thing, but when you see it written down, it kind of like solidifies it a little bit. I love hearing these stories from you guys. It's warms my heart. And I'm sitting here with a big silly grin on my face. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you learned through volunteering at Ryu? Like what is one of the, a couple of the big lessons that each of you have learned? Um, Justina, we'll start with you.
1: Sure. So I would say like based on my degree, what we kind of learn is about like neurological recovery is we kind of learn that it's kind of possible, but the knowledge that we learn kind of stops there and never really goes into like how function can come back or anything like that just kind of stops that. Yes, it's possible, but never more in depth than that. So I think the main thing that I've learned through volunteering at Ryu would be how possible no recovery is and how even like little things help regain so much function and ability that people would never really think was possible unless you've seen it firsthand. For like for example, when walking someone on the treadmill, like you can feel when they start to kick their leg through. And like I think that's a huge part of like regaining function, being able to kick your leg through while walking. And so I think that's what I've learned the most is that it is possible to kind of regain function after a spinal cord injury, for example. And I think it's really important that I've learned that because I've never really witnessed that firsthand or kind of learned about that anywhere else except at Ryu. So I'm really happy to kind of see that and be a part of it. Awesome. Well, we are happy to have you and to show you these
0: things. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what about you?
2: I think it's more something I unlearned. So in terms of like uh, how I view disability before working at Ryu, it was a very rigid box. Hmm. And working with working at volunteering with Rayu, you learn that disability doesn't have one face or one pathology. It's it's something that looks like many it can manifest itself many different ways. Mm-hmm. And anyone can have it. And it's it's very humbling to see that. So yeah, I think I I unlearned the very narrow preconceived notions I have of disability. And I realized that you have to be a lot more open-minded and uh, aware of that sphere, I guess.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's our societal programming that we kind of, a lot of us have that same kind of rigid box thinking about people with disabilities. I myself am guilty of that too, until I became a person with a disability. And uh, speaking to a lot of people who have disabilities, it's the same kind of thing. Like nobody thought about it nobody really paid much attention to it until bam, you're in that position. And, you know, it's one thing to be in the position and then to have your eyes opened. but we love being able to give that opportunity to people, you know, who aren't in that position or who may never ever be in that position, because it just makes, it makes the world more inclusive. And, you know, when we first started ReU, even before we started ReU, like, you know, people would ask us what our goal is and we're just like, we're going to change the world and people laugh at us, but we're doing it and we do it one person at a time. And so by you Sim saying that you have unlearned this and you have changed your perspective on what people with disabilities are, who people with disabilities are like, this is us changing the world. And I just love, love, love hearing this.
3: All right, so now let's talk a little bit about going off that. Um, how has it impacted your life or your close circle? So, like your friends, your family. So, you're volunteering at Ryu. How has that
2: impacted that area?
3: Sim, do you want to start?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I find I have a hard time getting a lot of hours in Ryu and giving as much as I would like to
3: mm-hmm. because
2: I just have a busy schedule being a student. So. One thing, one way it's impacted my life is uh, Charlotte and I, who uh, was who the person who told me about it and everything. Uh, we started a club at the University of Alberta relating to uh, uh, paralysis recovery and educating people on it, and uh, that has been a very fulfilling project that we've uh, taken on together. Uh, applied myself to it quite a bit. And uh, it's a a bit of a shameless plug, I guess. (laughs) No, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, the Alberta Paralysis Recovery Association, we work uh, with RayU directly. And we try to really educate people, try to make people aware of everything we've learned in as fast of a time as we can. You know, we have to uh, spark notes, everything for people just walking by. But I felt... I feel as though that's, uh, that's been something that's really impacted my life. And uh, one way I felt like I could give back.
0: Yeah, when you came to us with the idea of wanting to start a club, like we were kind of surprised because we didn't expect (laughs) anything like this to come of it. And so, you know, when you told us about it, obviously, we were on board, because the more awareness, the better it is for everybody. And I just love that. You have taken something and you only volunteered with us for a few months, I think, before you started this club, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, a few
0: months. And so just like, you know, knowing that we have this big of an impact in somebody and that they take this, what they've learned, and run with it and start their own club and start, you know, creating awareness. Like this is the ripple effect that we have wanted to create and seeing it come to fruition is incredible to say the least. And like, you know, we are very humbled that, you know, you guys wanted to do so much and are doing so much. So thank you so much. I hope this club of yours really takes off because the more people that know, the better our society will be.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Justina.
1: So I would say volunteering at RU has definitely impacted my life and my family and friends. I would say in a way that kind of the way my family and friends would maybe speak about people with disabilities before they would kind of say they would always refer to people with disabilities as disabled people or, oh, that's like a wheelchair user. And I feel like through volunteering at REU, I've helped change my friends and family's language around that and kind of help to teach them how like disrespectful that is, because that's just a person just like anyone else. And yes, they may have a disability, but they're also a person first before anything else. So I think being a part of Ryu has kind of helped me to teach my friends and family the importance of using proper language around people with disabilities and anyone in general.
0: Yeah, we really, you know, like I said before, we talk about disability etiquette and, you know, it's the year 2020 and a lot of the things are very political, c- politically correct and, you know, we're not allowed to say a lot of the things that we were allowed to say even five years ago, but people don't really generally think about people with disabilities as a minority and as that the, the words that you have been conditioned to say are offensive. And so, you know, we come at everything as a way to educate people and for us having volunteers has been vital to that because we know that you guys are going to go into these other careers and you know a lot of like kinesiology a lot of them go into physiotherapy occupational therapy or med school and so for us it was just like well we want to get them before they go into these careers, so they can, you know, learn that people with disabilities are people first, and that neuroplasticity is real, and that recovery from a neurologic condition is possible. And so that's part of a big goal of us having volunteers, not only just for extra hands and support for our trainers and for our clients, but the attitudinal side of things has been an equally big part of our plan. So since you guys have been volunteering with us for a while, is there anything that you would like to say to new volunteers or anybody who's thinking to become a volunteer at ReU? Sim, you want to start with you?
2: One thing I'd say to new volunteers is just go for it. Just, just, just <laughs> apply. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh this, there's nothing to be intimidated by. It's uh it's, it's, you you get you get you learn everything you need to learn, everyone's friendly, everyone's open, and it's definitely a worthy experience and something that will definitely transform your perspective on disability.
0: Oh thanks, man. That's really nice. Justina, anything you would wanna to say to new volunteers or people who are thinking about volunteering?
1: Yeah, I would say don't be afraid to ask questions and try to learn new things like everyone at Ryu is just so full of knowledge. So try to just take all that in, learn as much as you can. That's the way you'll kind of get the most out of your experience at Ryu and yeah, take the most away from it. Awesome.
3: I mean, I think we'll just put the ball on your court, Justina. Is there anything you want to say about volunteering at Ryu?
1: I would say it's such an amazing experience and I really hope like as many people that want to volunteer will volunteer like time goes by so fast while you're volunteering. Such a great experience. It's too, like usually in two hours and they fly by, trying so many new things. Yeah, I don't know. I really like it. So I hope other people will do it too and like it too.
3: Awesome. So simran we'll go back to you about the just a little bit more about your experience with volunteering at Ryu. It can be more in depth about, you know, just client during client sessions, hands on, any kind of aspect.
0: Even creating the interactive map. You guys worked a lot on that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I really appreciate how like it's it's never the same thing. You know what I mean? Like the trainers always have new activities. They're always engaging. We can all like they always apply it to real world situations. Like uh, a lot of like we have the stair props, and uh, I never I never appreciated how difficult it is to relearn stair climbing. Right. I I guess I I guess that wasn't really something I remember being a baby and all when I learned how to do it. Right. But yeah, it's always something new and uh, you never know how exactly you're going to be, your volunteering is going to manifest itself each day when you walk in the door.
1: Cool. So
3: Justina, so you know, what's the most challenging part about volunteering with Ryu?
1: I would say the most challenging part, overall, it's very rewarding. I wouldn't say it's super challenging, but I would say the most challenging part would probably be just the constant, like, physical demands that most volunteer shifts require, not all of them, obviously, but lots of the times they will spend a lot of time walking, which takes a lot of like energy, I guess. So it can sometimes just be physically demanding just to kind of be aware of that. It's not always just sitting down and not doing much, like you are doing work. So I guess that would be one challenge.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when this says walking, for those that don't know, we have bodyweight support treadmill training. So it's facilitated walking over a treadmill in a harness system for that client.
0: Yeah. So our volunteers and staff are the ones who are physically cueing and moving the client's legs through the proper walking pattern. And we usually have somebody holding hips as well to assist with uh, weight shift. But yeah, it is something that's awkward. And it's not like an everyday thing where you're out in public, and you go and grab someone's leg and start walking it for them. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's something that's totally new. And we always tell people when we first train them that, You know, you're using muscles that you probably haven't used in this manner before, (laughs) you know, so you might feel sore. And what Justina said about, you know, strength and physical capability, that's something that's huge Um, with anybody in Ryu. clients, staff, volunteers, everybody. We promote health in all aspects and everybody who's there, like, needs to be healthy as well. And so, uh, you know, we try to lead by example. And so our trainers are strong, our volunteers are strong (laughs) because we have to be. And Sim, how about you? What was the biggest challenge you faced volunteering at Ryu?
2: I think the biggest challenge was also one of the things that made it very interesting for me. So I I think I'm one of the only volunteers that doesn't have a kinesiology background volunteering with Ryu. And so people are like, yeah, grab uh, this muscle. I don't have an example because I'm not a kinesiology student. It's like, grab this muscle. And I have to like, learn that muscle and learn where to put my hands and try and and so in that way it's been a, it was a bit of a challenge in terms of learning the nomenclature and the and the terms and everything but also it's very interesting because I learn all those new things I learn different muscle groups and how they work and how to actually activate them and you know I've tried to apply that to my uh at home exercise hashtag quarantine right
0: awesome Is there anything either of you would like to say that you haven't um, mentioned already?
2: I'd say to people who are new, new volunteers at RayU, um, don't be afraid to like during new schedules to volunteer new times and meet new people. Because I definitely found that if you work with uh, like working with multiple clients, you learn so many different things because like, no no two people with disabilities have, the exact, have it manifest in exactly the same way at all. So definitely change up your times and try to meet new people is a little pro tip. <laughs> Simran's pro tip.
1: <laughs> and I would say that kind of running off of that idea to also, like, while you're working with the new people and, like, the new clients always, try to also always kind of talk to them and engage them and learn about them rather than, just kind of staying quiet or just talking to the trainers, try to talk to the clients as well and get to know them.
0: Yeah, we love that. We really, you know, we talk about that in the volunteer orientation that a lot of our clients are very open. They want to share their story. And I feel like that's just another societal stigma that, you know, um, don't ask Right. You're often told, don't ask. Like you want to you're curious. You want to know what happened to that person and stuff. But, you know, parents are quick to say, hey, don't ask. Don't say anything. Right. But we want to try to change that because, uh, you know, even for myself as somebody with a disability, every time I share my story, it releases some of that burden from me and it makes me feel better. And I know a lot of our clients feel the same way, that when they get to share their story, that it's, it, it's empowering and it gives them the power back. And it also lets other people know that if it can happen to them, it can happen to anyone. And, you know, in the last few months, we've really come to notice that people with disabilities, we are the biggest minority in the world. And my friend Tanelle said it best. She's like, welcome to the best club you never wanted to be a part of. Right? Because I mean, it can happen to literally anybody at any time. One wrong step, one wrong virus, one wrong, you know, fall, and you can be a part of this club too. And, you know, we've, there's this stigma around the club of disability that it's something that you don't want to be a part of and it's something that's looked down on, and you're not as good as an able bodied person. But things are changing, society's changing, and we're really trying to change that vocabulary around all this stuff because. It can happen to anybody but you can still live a very successful life you can still be very happy you can still accomplish all the goals you want to set out to accomplish as an able-bodied person it might take a little longer it's definitely going to take a lot of more planning it's definitely going to take a lot more communication but it can happen and so for us having volunteers come in and you know being able to show them this and not just tell them that um that's what creates that ripple effect within other people's circles and their societies. And so it's super awesome for us to be able to see this. And we love speaking about this with you guys. Um, we want to give you guys, are we almost done here, Nancy? More questions? Okay. We want to give you guys like a big, huge shout out. So thank you so much for your uh, openness and for your willingness to share your experiences and your um, stories of our, with, with, we're volunteering with Ryu. Um, we wish each of you nothing but the best in your future endeavors. We hope to see both of you really soon, We'll be actually be taking volunteers back soon. <laughs> um, right now we don't have any volunteers in this space because, you know, COVID. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just a huge, big, huge thank you to both of you. We really value and appreciate everything that you guys have brought to Ryu and to our clients and to our staff. So Big, huge thank you, you guys.
2: Yeah, no problem.
1: Yeah, and thank you to both you, Nancy and Bean, um, for like starting Ryu and for having volunteers and trying to teach us as much as you can. So, yeah, we really appreciate that, too. Yeah, of course. You're very welcome.
3: Yeah, that being said, being touched on it a little bit, but we are taking back volunteers starting in the fall semester. So that's starting in September. Um, Limited number of volunteers. So if you apply, you don't get in for September. We do do intakes about once a semester. So that's based on the university schedule. So in September, in January and in like April, May.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you don't have to be a university student to volunteer with us. You can be any Joe Bull off the street (laughs) if you have an interest. You know, fill out an application form, which can be found on our website, reu.ca. And then, yes, your application, and we'll go from there. Thank you guys again very much. We really appreciate having your input.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, thank you. Stay tuned for the next episode of Rambling Ruth Ryu coming at you in two weeks' time.